Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to talk about what does it mean that Christ lives in us or Christ is in us. One of my favorite topics. I'm going to love this one. I'm going to love it more than you are. <laughs> hey, welcome to According to John. I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget. And if you have not been on his podcast, go to any podcast platform and just look up Pastor Duke and it'll come up. And uh, he has some great, great stuff, especially for modern day prophecy. That's my forte. It is good. I'm yeah, working hard at it. Love doing it. It's something permanent. And I really appreciate the investment you make. This guy's doing my editing right now, and I'm an editor's <laughs> nightmare. Okay, I will say this, brother. There have been some times that you have given me some things where I sat there and I said, oh, dear Jesus, man, what in the world? He can t- t- take the tick out of your stutter. <laughs> Technology can be a good thing. It can be an amazing thing. Hey, guys, so glad that you tuned in and that you're joining us. Um, you know, I was just talking uh, to my wife yesterday or two days ago, whatever day it was. I don't even know now. And I put it up and, and I put up season two, episode one. Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How cool is that? Season, of course, you're going into season two now. That's right. Yeah, season two, episode 19. Most people, next. here's what's interesting about podcasts. Most people never make it past episode seven. Yeah, that's what I'm told. I'm up to 19 You're now, up to so 19. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm way past the beginning. And dude, stage. you work hard at it, man. I do. I do. I'm actually really impressed uh, that you sat down. He'll put five, six hours into a 20-minute podcast. It's the only way it comes out decent. (laughs) Live preaching is way easier than podcasting because I stutter and I can't remember to read and I add (laughs) things in. I get all discombobulated. Get tongue tangled. I just just let my, I let Johnny sort it all out in the editing booth. There are times over I, I will, I will text Duke or call him and go, uh, dude, I'm, I'm sorry, but I did the best I could. (laughs) You're going to get special reward in heaven, Johnny, for putting Um, up with me. I'm hoping. All right. Hey, guys. So what does it mean to have Christ in us or if Christ is in us? I will tell you this. I know what it is like to not have Christ in me. I sure do. That was a nightmare. I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember the day that Christ came into my life and filled me personally. We're going to talk about that. What does it look like? Because does it mean that Christ is in us, that it's just his influence? Or does it mean that the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ literally fills and indwells our body? I have two really sweet thoughts as we launch into this. Number one, I don't believe Jesus ever intended to create a religion. No. It was intended to be a relationship. It's with always the true been. living God. Always been a that relationship. That we would know him, that we would love him. And then as men begin to drift away from that relationship, it becomes creeds and rules and do's and don'ts and uh, everything that it never was intended to be. Well, you know, the, so the interesting part about that is man reads the word of God and goes, oh, I don't like that. Let me change it. Oh, I think we need to have this in there. Oh, let me add this. Oh, let me. And so all of a sudden, that's how all these different religions happen because they weren't content with what God said and they added more. You know, the Jews did that. Yeah, they added, they had 2,600 rules and they added about 2,500 more. (laughs) Uh, they just, you were uh, stuck with the ones you had. Yeah, let's just add more laws and more laws and more laws and more laws. And and next thing you know, we are in bondage. But the only reason that they were added is because leaders wanted more control. There you go. That's it. Satan is all about deception. He's all about control. Yeah, God's like, listen, man, I've given you this simple guideline and you can't even keep that. And you've and so you've added all this extra to complicate your life. You couldn't keep the simplicity. And how are you going to keep the complex? Yeah, here's a simple thing. I did a a 15 minute speech and a speech contest when I was in Bible college. And this was the topic, Christ in in us. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I got a quote from a book by The Saving Life of Christ by Major Ian Thomas is a British uh, author, great Christian man. Actually, I got to hear him preach live. He's amazing. Late in his years. He said this, uh, Christ rose again that he might come 
by his Holy Spirit to live inside of us and take the place of what we are, to trade his wisdom for our folly, his grace for our greed, his plenty for our poverty, his strength for our weakness. Out of my sin and into himself, Jesus, I come to thee. That uh, I think it was Martin Luther that talked about the great transaction that we trade our sins for his gift of eternal life. And uh, so what does the Holy Spirit do at that point, John? He comes and lives within us. Oh, how sweet it is. Here's uh, a passage, 2 Corinthians 13, 5. And uh, this shares about Christ living in those who trust him for salvation. That's that's the beginning. Listen, God's not going to live in you uh, just because you're you. God's not going to live in you because you're anything. American. Yeah. It, yeah. Or coaching I mean, church. Yeah. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Jesus is going to live in you. The Holy Spirit of Jesus is going to live in you, in you, in literally in you, fill you head to toe uh, because you invite him. Yeah. I stand at the door of your heart and knock if any man hears my voice and Opens, opens the door. Yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> I reading. Got you, Johnny. I, was reading. <laughs> I got you. I get the point here. All right. And opens the door. Then I will we'll come, come in, in and sup with him. That's the salvation experience. Christ yeah. comes in and sets up camp. Mm. Stays. He never yeah. leaves us. This is his, his home. Sealed by the Holy Spirit until so the day good. of redemption. So good. Second Corinthians thirteen five. Examine yourselves. I love that. Examine, like you know, because some people I'll ask, hey, are you, are you, you know, are you saved? Are you going to heaven? Yeah, I think so. Uh, why are you going to heaven? Well, and the reality is, you got to examine yourself and go, okay, what does it take to get to heaven? If you think being good gets you there, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. God does not live in you. If you think you're going to heaven because your mama prayed for you, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. If you think you're going to heaven because your grandmama prayed for you, that's not going to happen. Uh, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Oh, now we start, we start looking. There's some, there's some signs, if you will, that will help us determine where we are signs of salvation absolutely so so you examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith test yourselves do you not know yourselves that jesus christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified and then i love in six he says i'm going to give you an example And he says, but I trust in verse six, but I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. The we here is not the church of Corinth that he's talking about. It is Paul and Timothy. Mm -hmm. The we is him and Timothy who are preaching this gospel. And they say, we're not disqualified. We know because we know that we have surrendered our lives to Christ. And because we've asked Christ, Jesus Christ, we've believed on him as our Lord and Savior. We're saved and the Holy Spirit comes and dwells in us. Mm -hmm. I love that. And he's like, hey, listen, you test yourself. You examine yourself. You look and see, are you in the faith? You know, so many people, they can play church for a while. But after a while, they realize church isn't for them. Yeah, Jesus said about those people, he said uh, uh, about those who uh, say they uh, are, are followers, but in works they deny Lord, him. Lord, have we not? And he's going to say, away from me. You yeah, I was just drawing the blank. He pulled it out. Thanks I got for saving the, me, Johnny. I got the points, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the points on that yeah, okay, one. Okay, it's one to one. Go ahead. One I had a 1969 uh, flashback that yeah. verse left me. That is, I saw you struggling, and I went, let me jump in on this one because he would do that okay, for me. Okay, we're tied one-to-one. Uh, so, <laughs> but, yeah, that's what's going to happen. They're going to go, uh, they're, he's going to send them to hell, and they're going to go, but, Lord, Lord, have we not done things in your name? And he's going to say, away from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you. The reality is they were not in the faith. They were just playing 
church. Yeah. I remember the dark side of this on my BC days, even just leading up the, the last week, few days before I came to Christ. People would use this language with me. It's biblical language. You know, Christ will come into your heart, and Jesus will be with you, and he'll be in you. And I'm like, okay, okay. And so when I received Christ, I was expecting maybe some lights to flash or <laughs> sirens or my rushing Something, mighty wind. And right, right. I just prayed and asked Jesus to forgive my sins. I put my faith and trust him in him as my personal Lord and Savior, and I turned to him. I asked him to help me turn from my sin, and he did. And I'm waiting for some kind of a rush or buzz. And, you know, how do you know that Christ is in you? And I, I, I remember going it that changes. night, you know, that night, I'm like, I was thinking, what's it like to be saved? Am I supposed mm-hmm. to think different? And and then I woke up in the morning thinking, well, am I still the same guy? And, and, and then all of a sudden I realized I was just thinking about God mm-hmm. kind of like all the time. And right. you know, my th- I just my thoughts would always come back. What would Jesus say? What would Jesus do? And that's when I kind of had my aha moment. It's like, holy cow! I his consciousness is now in me. Okay, I would hear you his just name. Said it. Yeah, there it is. His consciousness yep. is in me. It doesn't go away. Right. I used to hear somebody take God's name in vain. Never even noticed it. Right. And then his consciousness is in me. And then when someone takes his name in vain, Whoa. it's like a dagger goes through Stop it. the heart. Can't take that. I know. I know. It literally, I, I remember when I first got saved, and I was kind of like you. Well, when I got saved, there were lights and sirens. And, I mean, because legit, when I got saved, my uh, uh, I just sat and wept for three hours. Yeah. Literally just sat and wept. Uh, my wife, my wife was going, what in the world? Is she okay? <laughs> yeah, right. And all of a sudden I realized because now I had a God consciousness that I didn't have before and I knew it. And that is the difference. That's how you know that God is in you. All of a sudden, uh, uh, one of my favorite words was the F-bomb. I mean, I'd drop yeah, it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. Now I couldn't say it. Yeah. And then when someone else said it or they said uh, the Lord's name in vain, it legit was like a dagger going through my yeah. soul when I went, oh, my goodness. One of the things about my mom, so I, um, Pastor Brothers, whom I love, love, love dearly, he led my mom to the Lord. And uh, through various circumstances, at any rate, he leads her to the Lord. And the fruit that I saw in my mom was she never, her, her punchline was Jesus Christ. Like only yeah, in, a, yeah, right? in, in vain, <clears throat> in vain. And she never said it anymore. Never said it. Yeah. I remember, I think it was like the day after I was saved, uh, my dad owned a bar and, uh, uh, Duke's bar it's called. And he, didn't we? I don't know why, but he didn't drive in those days. And I would, mom would have me go pick dad up at work. And he closed up the bar. Would close at one o'clock in the morning. And I grew up in the liquor business, so I was in and out of the bar all the time. It's, so I go into the bar, and I'm sitting there. I'd been saved now for like a day or two, and that, that consciousness, that Christ consciousness. So I'm sitting at the bar. You felt like you didn't belong anymore. Yeah, it felt different. Yeah. And then I heard somebody tell a dirty joke, which I would always, you know, sexual in, in innuendos, and I would always think, ha, ah. And when I heard it, it was like, that's not funny. Mm-hmm. It Christ was in me. He was hearing, hearing something that was unholy and evil. God created sex to be a beautiful, sacred, holy thing within the confines of marriage, a man with a woman, a woman with a man, and they're making fun of it and they're making light of it. And I wasn't any kind of a religious, I couldn't pull out Bible verses and why they're wrong. It's just my spirit, Your his spirit, spirit yeah, yeah. his spirit in me yeah. was grieved. And I didn't want to be like holier than thou and shut up and don't say that. <laughs> I never but noticed you, but, it before. Right, right, right. But now it, I... I heard his name well, taken in vain over here and a dirty story over there. And this guy's drunk and wants another beer over here. And it's like, man, he's going to get out in a car and drive. And it's like, I am not comfortable here anymore. Mm-hmm. And it used to be just home sweet home. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember when I got saved and, uh, of course, you're living in a life and an atmosphere and an environment that obviously is ungodly. I mean, yeah. both of us. Yeah. And then I get saved, and all of a sudden, I am not, I'm like you. I'm going, whoa, I can't do that no more. Whoa, wait a minute. I used to have freedom to do this. Now, all of a sudden, I feel like I am 
uh, it's just not right. Now the freedom is we don't have to do that anymore because yes. that was taking us to places that we didn't want to go. Well, and that, yeah. So here's here's Romans eight nine. I want to jump on this uh, passage real quick. Uh, Romans eight nine uh, talks about how he lives and dwells within every child of his. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, verse nine. But you are not in the flesh. Because remember before you sat in the bar and you're like, yeah, whatever. Ah, tell me another joke. Ah, yeah, ah. and I'll tell you mine. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're going, whoa, wait a minute. That's not good. Because the flesh would take all that in and enjoy it. But now you are in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his or God's. Mm-hmm. There has been a spiritual birth into a spirit world. Uh, it's a Holy Spirit world, and unholiness grieves the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And and that is one of the things, I, when people go, well, how do you know you're saved? I hate to say this, but this is, a real, this is a real response. By the very fact that you ask that question, you're not saved. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because even Jesus says that there's no way that you can taste his goodness and then deny it. Yeah, I tell people that if, if you're wondering if you're saved, you're not. And <laughs> I just thought I was okay because I believe in God. Let me jump in before I forget about it. Things come and go. So when it comes, <laughs> i got to get it out. Okay, he understands this. <laughs> and uh, we gave kind of the, the negative side. Okay, I'm Christ is in me. I'm at my dad's bar. I'm hearing dirty things, and, and I'm grieved. But the, the opposite of that was true. I would go to church before I was afraid to go to church. Oh, no. What are they going to tell me at church? You know, put a guilt trip on me. Yeah, now you love it. Now I go to church and the Enjoy preacher's it. preaching. And mm. they, people would say, man, at first I thought they were heckling the preacher. <laughs> then I found out they're, they're agreeing like, with him, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Why amen. are they heckling him, man? That's, and now, you know, I've become one of the amen boys. You know, I'm hearing stuff that I agree with. Yeah, I was called the amener in church. Amen. They, listen, Ooh, they would. Uh, you still are, Johnny. I would say amen. And even preacher who, uh, unfortunately, he passed away last year. But. A preacher at the end of one of the service one time, he said, uh, he's like, Brother John? I said, yeah, preacher. He goes, you're mighty loud. <laughs> I said, amen. Every church has one. I said, amen. Because <laughs> when I said it, because it, I got this, I got this booming voice anyway that I can't do anything with, but boom with it. You know, just it's taking so that, funny. another experience on that, that level, uh, I remember being in school and uh, a friend of mine is Bill Harvey. Maybe Bill will listen in on this. He's a, he was a great kid and we've really reconnected again here this past uh, year or so. He was a, a wonderful young man that was a Christian and he lived it right in front of me in school. One time we were in Spanish class and the Christians were talking. I didn't understand their language. And he looked me right in the eye and said, are you a Christian Duke? I was so uncomfortable. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah, Cause I don't want to be out. <laughs> my mom had a little thing. It said, Dukey Herget was sprinkled by water and when I was two weeks old. And so there's my, there's my papers, but I was so uncomfortable when he asked that question. And then I remember after I got saved, I was out somewhere in a a conversation. Somebody point blank asked me, are you a Christian? I was thrilled. Yeah. I'm not a very good Christian. I'm a newborn Christian. I don't know too much about it yet, but there's a fire inside of me. And it's just like Christ came by his Holy spirit to live inside of me. And it was just new Birth. Listen, when I when I got saved, uh, my desire was not to. As a matter of fact, I I tell you how how crazy this is. So when I got saved, I was uh, my size six foot. Uh, right now I'm six foot two ten, uh, ish. And so <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Christmas kind of helped negotiate a few pounds. But uh, but when I got saved. Uh, I was six foot, 145 pounds. And so I, dr- I drank ridiculous amounts of alcohol, beer. I was, I was doing, uh, when I got saved, I was doing on average of about three fifths of whiskey a week. I had kept it in the freezer and then I would go through between a 12 pack and a case of beer a day. I kept it uh, tucked away in the fridge and then uh, that, and then my, the drugs that I would do on top of it. And so when I got saved, I go home and now I'm like, okay, I need to tear all, I need to throw all this away. And so I, I, I started flushing everything and pouring everything out. And I said, okay, God, 
If you're, if you are everything that the Bible says you are, and that these people are telling me you are, I surrender my whole life to you. And, and I locked the door. I closed the door. I was living by myself at the time. I locked the door, closed it and sat down because I, I knew what was coming. I mean, I had, I had been in and out of rehab uh, before. And so I'm like, okay, I, I know what's coming. I'll just, God, I'll just ride it out. I'm done. I'm done with everything. Shut the door, lock it, sat down on the couch. Three days later, because, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, you're talking sweats, vomiting, shakes, hallucinations, like, I mean, the whole nine. You've been yeah, through it. Yeah, the DTs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. They're so terrible. Your body feels like it has been run over by a truck and then someone backed up and did it about five more times. <laughs> and, uh, and so I sat down to go through all that. And, and I honestly believe it was because I was committed to this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like Daniel. I purposed in my heart uh, that I'm going to stand for God from that. And, and so at any rate, um, day three comes, no shakes, no sweats, no vomiting, no hallucinations, no nothing. I, was, I literally went through three days uh, like I would now. At the end of the third day, I said, okay, God. I you, know you are real. I will serve you the rest of my days. Yeah. And, and I'm going to tell you, if it weren't for God in me, there's no, I don't care. There, there's no science in the world that could explain why I didn't go through a ton of withdrawals. This ain't religion, Johnny. It's relationship. It's not religion, is it? It is not. I love hearing your story because it's a lot like my story. Right? I was I did not have chemical addictions. I'm, I was blessed. I got really really sick, but I remember getting saved, and I had you know a bag of dope and, a, and bottles of booze and all that just stashed away. And I, it was I just within days after I got saved, I I felt like I I no longer need this. Yeah. I'm naturally high in Christ. I have peace. I have joy. I'm, I'm I have an excitement I had never tasted before. I have answers to all my questions. I haven't discovered them yet. And I, I had that bag of dope up in my, in, you know, my where I'd always kept at least a, a, an ounce or two of dope at all times for years, and uh, it just it didn't belong there. Didn't belong. And I, I pulled it down. And my yep. brothers were they knew I'd been going to church, and they were pretty yeah. disappointed <laughs> in me. What are you doing with that dope? And I said, I said I'm I'm no longer a doper. I said I'm I'm gonna flush it down the toilet. They cried. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're like, what? Please don't flush it down the toilet. Yeah. You know. My brothers love to hear that story because so uh, I think it was nine years. No, it was like 14 years later. My brother Dan came to Christ in 20 years. My brother Doug came to Christ and they stand strong for him. Amen. Really proud. And they're double brothers and my brothers yeah. and my yeah. brothers in the Lord. Well, and, and that's, and that's the whole thing is, is when you're in Christ, when Christ is in you, uh, everything is different. Yeah. And flushing that stuff down the toilet wasn't hard. It was, it was fun. It was a joy. It was fun. I had, and that, you know, normally, uh, if you would have, if you would have touched my dope, yeah, I'd have cut your hands we live off for this. I'd have cut your hands off. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I live for this. Yeah. This is what, this is what gives me peace. This is what keeps me sane. And I had zero anxiety. I remember the day I did it all. I had zero anxiety getting rid of it. Yeah. And then, and then when I went through and had no withdrawals, I said, okay, Lord, I'm sold out for you. I will serve you the rest of my days. And uh, I am still as crazy in love with Jesus today as I was the day I got yeah, saved. Absolutely. And except we've learned a lot about yeah. how that deliverance, these Bible verses were happening in our lives. Yeah. We were experiencing them before we even knew them. Yeah. And yeah. now we've learned them and we're trying to, you know, share them and our experiences with our listeners. So thanks for listening in. Yeah, absolutely. It's all about you. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it really is just answering the questions. Um, uh, Colossians one twenty seven talks about uh, Christ is in us and he's our hope for eternal glory. It says here to, to them, uh, who is them, and that is to the believer, the generic of anyone, is just whoever, anyone, everyone. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, the mystery is, Christ, Christ in, in you. you. The hope of glory. Yeah. Christ in you. And, and that in is what you said. It is now we have a God consciousness. That we never had before. Never had. 
And it's not a religious thing. It's just, it just is. It's his presence inside of us. You know, Jesus said, I will be with you always. And I remember not having that consciousness. It was guilt. It was like the guilt that I used to have became a, a present consciousness. Yeah. And, you know, here I'm almost 50 years in and it, it just is. And it's what a way to live. Well, Paul talks to the church of Ephesus in Ephesians three sixteen through 17. In this passage, he speaks of Christ taking up residence uh, in the hearts. I love that, in the hearts of those who accept him as Savior. So in verse uh, Ephesians 3, 16, it says uh, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. man. That's this in the Bible says in, 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 in verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. And so as we look at this, what we clearly see through the passages is that Christ literally takes up residence in our hearts in us and we are sealed unto the day of redemption, meaning that the, the, the God consciousness of the Holy Spirit uh, or through the Holy Spirit, will exist within us until the day of redemption, which is the day either we die or that we're raptured uh, and that we are with God. Mm-hmm. Keep speaking. I'm doing a little yeah, illustration d- here for Yeah, so you go, ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. So, so when a person believes in Jesus, he or she is uh, united uh, to Christ, with Christ, and then uh, first it's in his death. And then it's in the newness of life. Romans, uh, or I'm sorry, not Romans, but Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ that dwells in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so... I'm going to, I want to read it again because I really, really want you to hear this and I want you to get it. I have been crucified with Christ. In other words, I died to my flesh when Christ died for me, I died with him. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In other words, that God consciousness, we allow it to have reign over us. We allow the God consciousness to live through us because he's living in us through our mind and our heart. If we allow, and and by the way, he will absolutely have control over us if we give him control. And then him being the gentleman that he is, if we take control back, then he, he's like, okay, live for yourself, but understand you'll You'll live the consequences as well, right? You can't have the experience without the consequence. So, did you get all that done? I'm ready to go. Okay, go ahead, brother. I'm going to illustrate what you just said. Okay. It's so beautiful, so simple. Sometimes, uh, here, here, um, here's you and I. What's that say on there? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Jesus said, without me, you and I can do nothing. No, says, this is where we all begin. This doesn't mean we're bad or good. It just means... We're, we're spiritually dead. Yeah, we're not. We need help. Hey, we're not bad or good. We're nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, where's the other page? Okay. Jesus said, I will come and knock on the door of your heart. If we open the door, he said, I will come. What does this say? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit comes in to nothing. nothing. Mm. And nothing becomes something. Something. So we're beginning to see what a Christian looks like in the eyes of God that these are spiritual realities. We're just illustrating. Nothing becomes something. And Jesus said in that day, you will understand that you, I am in you and you are in me. I'm in Christ and Christ Christ is in in me. Yeah. This is, this is becoming a pretty interesting package. Yeah. Hasn't, it's not done yet. I know. He said in that day, you'll know that, I am in you, you are in me, and I am in my Father. I'm in my Father. And, Ephesians, you are sealed, sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. 
Amen. That's, Isn't that good? That's who we are. And this is how much we covered it. You were ripping pages out of my notebook. <laughs> you got to forgive me. We're live. <laughs> Christ in you will forgive me. Isn't that so cool? Isn't that neat? I never forgot. I was I was going to prepare this when you gave me the topic. I was going to do this, and then I got busy. Got a little sidetrack. Got a little sidetrack. That is very very cool, and it's all on film. It's there, right? Uh, Galatians two twenty. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. This is everything that you were just uh, gave a beautiful illustration of, and the life which I now live. This is Paul talking. Uh, the life that I, which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Dude, that is so good. Hallelujah! What a Savior! And what you talked about there is. We were nothing. nothing Jesus dies for us. We become something. And then the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us. Just stop there for a moment. That's something. Let's identify that. We're children of God. of God. Ambassadors for of Christ. Christ. Mm. Joint heirs. heirs. Yeah, heirs and joint heirs with, with Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm, oh, dude, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm we're thinking here. We're just asking the spirit, but that's something we're all encompassed yeah, by God dwelt in God, through God, with God, by his spirit, guided by his spirit, empowered mm -hmm. by his spirit, protected by angels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lord knows, so Lord knows we need those. When those nothings are indwelt by the Holy spirit, it's not just a something it's literally, we go from paupers to princes and princesses. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to point out, which as I was watching you with that is, is God goes in. So God is now in us. And then Jesus comes about us, wraps us up. So now God is in us. He is without with wrapped around us. And then we're double sealed or triple sealed uh, because now the father comes in and encompasses all of it. And then he seals it. And he says, and and nothing can remove us from the Father's hand. And I and my Father are one, Jesus says. Yeah. That is that is a, a beautiful picture of being absolutely uh uh sealed, wrapped up, protected, uh in in God in every yeah. facet that you can think of. It's not very religious though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> See how ridiculous religion is. I know. When you have a relationship. Because religion <clears throat> Religion requires everything from us. Relationship says, I'll give you everything. Wow. Yeah. Hey, just, I want to go on record here publicly. It was only two pages that I ripped. <laughs> so hold him accountable for this, okay? Two, two pages. I'll pay you back, China. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. I'll buy you a cookie next I'm week. I'm in. I mean, well, actually, you did today. You bought you bought, bought lunch. You two cookies, but you bought See? me lunch last week, so it's a yeah. it's a wash. Yeah, yeah, two cookies. Man. <laughs> oatmeal ra I, I'm just wondering how many people out there prefer oatmeal raisin over chocolate chip. Uh, I'll do both, but I'm chocolate chip guy. Well, that's because yeah. you don't think right. <laughs> it's, it's oatmeal raisin. <laughs> We don't know why we love each other so much. It doesn't make any sense. I know. It? Why would anybody pick chocolate chip over oatmeal raisin unless they're not thinking right? Yeah, but you're commanded to love me. So I and I'm in. Go I'm back in. to work here. I'm sold out. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's the thing. When we're talking about this newness of life and Christ in us and us in, uh, uh, in Christ and this whole wonderful relationship that you illustrated so brilliantly, Paul explains this clearly to the church in Rome, in Romans 6, 4 through 5. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life, that being through the Holy Spirit. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. I love what Dr. Thomas said, rose again to live in us, that uh, there's a verse in Romans 5, it talks, uh, I just read it uh, this morning in my, my quiet time, and it talks about uh, much more being crucified with Christ, and then it says, we shall be saved, this is the actual wording, we shall be saved by his life. We were saved from the penalty of sin by his death, 
but were saved from the power of sin Mm. by his life. He came to live in us. As many as received him to them, he gave power, the Greek word dunamis, uh, authority, power that we didn't used to have. And now that power is Holy Spirit power. And he gives us a spiritual appetite as newborn babes. We desire Desire the sincere sincere milk milk of the the word. word. And the Bible isn't an obligation. No, we really ought to read our Bible. Nobody had to tell me that. So... Uh, Romans five one is really where that whole thought yeah that's starts. The, that's, that's the beginning. That's of the that beginning. Passage. Yeah, I just uh, jump in. You, I know. The foundation. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it says therefore, having been justified by faith, that word justified means just as if we never sinned. Hallelujah. That is goosebumps. Man, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, verse 3, can you imagine when Paul's writing this? He had to be standing up. And not only that, but because otherwise I couldn't sit down and write stuff like this. I can barely sit down and read it. See these words, <laughs> grace and hope I know. and pleasure and joy. All the goodness of God he offers us. Dude, that's not religion. That's That's relationship. Yeah, that's not obligational Christianity. It's not do's and don'ts. It's a person to come to live inside us, the all-time undefeated champion of love. The Father in heaven loving us like we are his children. Yeah, yep, yep. It's only for eternity, John. It's all we get. <laughs> Don't get excited. It's only for eternity. <laughs> Verse 3, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Amen. Grace, 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 gift oh, of God, man. eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly, that's you and me. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still nasty, crappy, ungodly yeah. sinners, that's not in there. Uh, as a paraphrase, <laughs> while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. Do you see all those words in there of glory and joy? Oh How about goodness. this? <clears throat> Much more than having been now justified, cleansed, looked at as if we'd never sinned by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath. Of God, so not only so now, not only does He save us and give us the joy, the glory, and all that that you're talking about, but now He's going to spare us from all the heartache that He's going to pour out onto His enemies, mm-hmm. and His enemies are those that that don't have the Holy Spirit in them because they've never believed on Jesus, and He doesn't want them to be His enemies. He provided the same salvation; He Christ died for the sins of the whole world, but they reject it, and there's a price to pay for rejecting Christ. Verse ten. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life, the life of Christ, that he died on the cross. 11, and not only that, Paul's like, let me build on and build on and add Put some icing on this cake, Paul. Right? It's like, and not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Present tense. We got it. We got it. We're in. And anybody that wants it can get it, but only through Jesus Christ. So when people's like, is Jesus the only way? Yeah, he's the only way, but look at what you get. Yeah. This passage is so deep, and yet it's so profoundly simple. We talks about the death of Christ, and while we were at sinners, Christ died for us. His death is what paid the penalty for our sins. Mm-hmm. We, were the, we did the crime. He did the time, we like yeah. to say, in, in our jail ministry. Uh, but then, it, you know, we have that we're justified just as if we never sinned. But that's the that's the kind of the past part of our salvation. Right. Our, our salvation is divided into three parts. Part number one, uh, we're justified. We're safe from penalty of sin. Number two, where we're at right now, what's happening today uh, for you as listeners and for us as speaking and, and rejoicing in what we've learned is the present tense of our salvation called sanctification. God has set us apart from this world. That constant walking it out. 
Yeah. Sanctification. Separate from this world, separate from our old self, Mm -hmm. uh, filled with his spirit, uh, the present tense, sanctification, and then praise God for the future part, glorification. When he shall come, we shall see him, we shall be like him. These corruptible bodies will put on incorruption, and he will deliver us from the very presence of sin when he comes and our salvation will be complete justified just as if we never sinned, sanctified, set apart for his glory and one day glorified with him in heaven. Well, and Romans eight, 10 talks about, uh, that through our union with Christ, uh, in his death with it, we are made alive. Romans eight ten. And if Christ is in you, there's that in again, if you know, Oh, I hope you're getting this guys. I really do. Uh, and if Christ is in you, the body, the flesh is dead because of sin. In other words, this, this old body is going to go back to the grave. It can't go to heaven yeah. uh, because of, it's sinful. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Christ, our righteousness. He didn't just save us from the penalty of our sin. He imputed unto us his righteousness. So when God sees my old sin account, it's emptied out and it's refilled with his righteousness. For all your sins has been cast as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered again. That is that emptying out of, of unrighteousness. And now God sees us as righteous because of the justification, because of the shed blood. Johnny, you get me all excited. This is good stuff. We're not done. Our lives become literally a vehicle or the vehicle to display the life of Christ. And so now we're going to live this out, which is what you and I try to do, right? And then 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 10 says, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, not destroyed. And then he goes on into verse 10 and says, always carrying about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. Mm -hmm. The life of Jesus, you know, bring the little children unto me. And that's been a big part of, of my walk with Christ, uh, ministry to children through the years. And, uh, Christ in me cares for the elderly. Christ in me cares for those that are in bonds and in prison. Christ in me loves to go down to the Albany city mission. People come in and off the streets and they're just strung out and we just, Hug them, COVID yeah. or not. It doesn't matter. Them. I don't care. You know, uh, if I die. Uh, I Greater die. is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know, it's amazing there in the, in the Capital City Rescue Mission where both John and I have been ministering for years and years and years. Uh, nobody's, no, nobody has co- nobody's gotten COVID. And I'm telling you, there's not even remotely <laughs> possible, even remotely yeah, possible yeah. to, to yeah. social distance there. And, it's like well, and, and says, not only that, but many don't even wash their hands for the whole day. Yeah, yeah. And yet there's just like it's just like a safe place. Like God's Holy Spirit says, I'm bigger than that. Yep. And nobody's been sick. Galatians one, fifteen and sixteen. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. In other words, he's like uh, I, uh, let me read 17, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. He's like, look, listen, I didn't, I didn't run to the person. I ran to God. Yeah. yeah he didn't go to some theology I didn't look, school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just hey, walk with Jesus, fellowship hey, with Jesus. Hey, let me call my friend and see what my friend says. Hey, hey friend, uh, God, I think God's calling me to preach. What do you think? And they're going to say, you better run. Don't do it. But man, uh-uh. it's like, I got to do what God yeah, has put fire's in me burning. because I have to live this out. Listen, when I got saved, I had to tell everyone. And so literally our, our lives become the vehicle that God uses to share Christ and to tell you how you literally can have Jesus, know Jesus, Holy Spirit, come live within you, and then understand what it means for God to be in you so now you can live that outwardly. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. That fire starts burning, and I didn't know about, you know, well, you should have a passion for evangelism. I didn't even know what evangelism meant. I just wanted people to go to heaven with me. Right, exactly. That's all. And and then I love this in 2 Corinthians uh, five, uh, uh, 15 through 17. 
Paul literally likens the person sharing Christ, like having the, the fragrance, a Christ-like f- uh, fragrance, right, that rises up to God's nostrils. Yeah, as Jesus was traveling through Judea, Samaria, presenting the gospel. Today, you and I go through East Greenbush, Half Moon, suburbs of the Albany area yep. here, and we do exactly the same thing, yeah. representing the same person and the same fires that started burning in them burnt here. Yep. And, and, and the Bible says that the aroma of our works goes through the, the nostrils of God. He smells the yeah. fragrance, not the stink, the fragrance. Yeah. I love that. Verse 15, for we are to God, the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing to the one, we are aroma of death leading to death to the other, the aroma of life leading to life. And who is uh, sufficient for these things? For we are not as so many peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ. And so to the, to the person who doesn't want to believe, we are the, the smell of, we are the aroma of death. They don't want to hear it. But to the one who goes, I can have the Holy spirit of God living within me and I can have eternal life as my home. And Jesus is my savior and God, the father is my father. Uh, that to that person, that is aroma of life. Remember that being fleshed out in my early days coming to New York, we had people soon after we arrived, we're receiving Christ as savior. And, uh, this is not an area where a lot of gospel preaching churches were back right. in, in the seventies when I came here, uh, well, and, and even now there's a lot of churches here, but they're not preaching the gospel. And I, we were seeing people come to, to faith in Christ and they had that, that freshness and that aroma and that joy. And they realized, uh, as they were reading these scriptures, you and Joellen were comfortable, had good jobs back in the other part of the country. And you didn't know a soul here in New York. And yet you left all of that to come here to do this, to be that aroma of Christ yeah. and eternal life. And then they, the they realized that they realized that that we were the human instruments that God, you know, the fact that Jesus died for you and I didn't do us any good till we heard about it. Exactly. And Jesus went about hearing yeah, about think, it. Think about that. The, the news was worthless until it reached your ears. Yeah, absolutely. And then touched your heart. And then he lets us be the bearers of that news. Yeah. And one preacher said he saves you for free and then he pays you to serve him. And what a payback it's been, you know, and watching churches like, like, uh, I, I couldn't point. trade this for anything, man. I've seen your church spring up out of nowhere here on the east side of the river where the demons are stronger, we all think. And, uh, and, this one, and, this one's hammer and chisel right here, man. And, and I, <laughs> you know, and every time I talk with you, you're telling me about somebody got saved and so and so got saved and they came forward. And this week, 11 saved in the last five weeks. And, oh, man, oh, man, we're, we're, we're living this out. It's Christ in us living this out. Yeah. And how can you not, listen, how can you not shout from the rooftops when you see people's lives change, drunks get sober, marriages come back together, kids aren't getting abused at home anymore, uh, families loving on one another like they're supposed to, uh, children leading a lifestyle that's completely contrary to the word of God, but then they get saved and now they're, they're living for God and they're, I mean, I'm telling you, Ooh, baby, I'm, I can, I can, wait, sanity comes to chaos. Right? You know. Oh, that's how beautiful is that? So I want you to see in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is, is in, in you? you? How much How much clearer over. can we get? Over. Over. <laughs> who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own. And then verse 20, so powerful. Liberation here. For you were bought at a price. Precious blood of Jesus. That was a high price, man. Mm -hmm. The highest. The highest. His only begotten son, the precious blood of Jesus. An innocent man died for your guilt and my guilt. Therefore, because you were bought at a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I found this um, 
beautiful analogy, if you will, allegory of of what I heard this thirty years ago. I can't wait for Johnny to share this. Isn't this it? Is, isn't it such a beautiful thing? Here and, it goes, man. It's awesome. And I just want you guys to see that this literally is what happens when the Holy Spirit comes and lives within you. The very Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, uh, uh, the the third part of the Trinity that comes and lives within you. I don't know that we can explain this any better than what we have, and I don't know that we could find any better scriptures than what we have found to to lay this out. And so now I'm going to read it. This is from an author. His name's Robert Munger, and he wrote this, and this is what he said. Uh, it says, author Robert Munger imaginatively describes the Christian life as a house. When Jesus enters, he goes from room to room. In the library of our minds, Christ sorts through the garbage, cleaning out the worthless trash. In the kitchen, he deals with our unhealthy appetites and sinful desires. At the dining room table, he serves us the bread of life to satisfy our hungry souls and pours living water for us to drink and never be thirsty again. Through dark hallways and closets, Jesus uncovers all the places where sin hides. He works his way through every nook and cranny until his love, mercy, forgiveness, and grace have filled every space. This allegory presents a beautiful picture of what it means to have Christ in us. And I pray that as you continue to go uh, walk your walk, if you're in Christ, that this comes to life in you like never before, and you catch a fire and you share with others. I pray that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that this has helped you to understand what it means for Christ to be in you, that through Jesus Christ shed blood and only through his shed blood can you receive the very Spirit of God to live within you, that you could be with God the Father for eternity and eternity and eternity. But it only happens if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. My goal, my prayer, as well as I know with Pastor Duke, his goal, his prayer, and the reason that we do these podcasts is that you hear the Word of God, understand the Word of God, and then surrender to the Word of God. Amen. And if you, in your heart of hearts, the Bible says, for with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. If you, in your heart, repent, ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of all your sins, surrender, you believe that he died on the cross for your for your sins. You believe that he's at the right hand of the Father. He conquered death and hell. He died on the cross for your sins. If you believe all of that, the Bible says that's the only way that you can get to heaven is that you believe the gospel. That's the gospel. If you believe that, would you please share with us? Uh, go on to... Uh, the podcast and just put on there uh, sharing that you've gotten saved or maybe you are saved and this has just spurred a new fire in you. And you just let us know so we can rejoice with you. We would really appreciate it. We're praying that if you're saved, that you live it out. And if you're not saved, that it becomes your life. Amen. I hope this has helped you. I hope that, that you like, share, follow, subscribe. And more than anything, we pray that you surrender to Jesus Christ. Until next week, God bless. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week.